0: Hi, my name is Jamie Lynch, and you are listening to Eating Habits, my podcast about everything restaurants. I will explore the human element of the hospitality business, and I'll talk to the who's who in restaurants, explore their stories, and hear what's on their minds in the ever-changing landscape of the food and beverage industry.
1: I'm Hannah Schneider. I'm a hospitality publicist and owner of Brand House, and you're listening to Eating Habits.
0: Great job. <laughs>
1: Is that my intro? That
0: was awesome. Am I hired? Yeah, you're cool. hired. Cool. You did great.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. <laughs> okay, so you are a publicist, marketing guru. Obviously, you have your own company, yes. Brand House yeah. here in Nashville, and you represent hospitality businesses, restaurants, hotels. Yeah. You how nailed did you, it. How did you get into <laughs> that gig?
1: Loved working in restaurants my whole life. Like it was my calling i've always worked in hospitality just to pay bills so you're a restaurant kid restaurant kid Uh, through and through like front of house back of house did it all cool i think i started hostessing when i was like 14 and my parents made me get a job and i loved it like i knew i feel very lucky like i always knew this was it i didn't have to like try a bunch of things like i loved it i was obsessed couldn't couldn't take me out
0: Awesome.
1: But I didn't want to be, and this, there's nothing wrong with this. I didn't want to be 45 with kids and working till 2 or 3 a.m. Like, I knew that wasn't my plan. Uh-huh. I like to go to bed early, yeah. <laughs> which is rare for hospitality yep. people. Um, and I got that all out in my 20s, but I sort of fell into this. I was like hostessing for a very fine dining steakhouse in San Diego, and Instagram had launched. And okay. I. We'll never forget I Amazoned a social media for dummies book and I begged my boss to like let me start an Instagram for them. Um, And they were my first client at 18. Yeah, I think I charged them $200 a month. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I didn't know what I was doing yeah. at all. But
0: nobody else did either. No. Right? They're like, it was
1: brand new. No one no one knew yeah. anything.
0: Did you Did you have any sort of like instinct at that time that this thing would blow up? Or were you just kind of like, this is super cool technology. Like, I, I want to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I loved taking photos of food before <laughs> there were influencers and food porn existed. Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't a thing. It were just... you doing
0: it like on a Polaroid? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think my like SK3
1: or like yeah. my flip phone or something. Yeah. They yeah. were horrible. I had to go through and archive so much content actually last year of, like, the horrendous photos that I thought were gorgeous. Yeah,
0: Because they were back then. They were. And they they were, were like, like,
1: very filtered and grainy. and No, I had no clue. It just, it was something I saw other people doing. And I just was like, well, we should do it, obviously, you know. And it wasn't my role at all, but... I had to beg them to let me start an Instagram I had to like I did a whole little shitty presentation (laughs) and they finally were like oh you're not gonna stop right like like, no no, I'm (laughs) gonna do it and they were like okay cool Uh, and I worked with them for five or six years actually like past my hostessing days with them so that's sort of how I fell into it they that steakhouse had a PR firm and I remember so vividly like 18 years old and their PR people would walk in and I thought they were so smart and so cool. Um, and so I ended up trying to intern for them and that's really I hated school. Like couldn't pay me a million dollars to go back. And so I just started interning with hospitality agencies to learn like what PR was because no, I don't think my parents know what I do (laughs) to this day.
0: I Um, don't know what you guys do. That's why we're having this conversation. We have all these people. I don't know what, how, how it works, (laughs) but it works.
1: It does. I mean, yeah. So I basically interned for several years and worked in restaurants at night until someone would hire me. Mm-hmm. I think I got my first like paid agency job when I was 21 and I had interned for free for three years prior to
0: that. Gotcha. Yeah. What were you doing as an intern for a PR <laughs> firm? Like so are you like <laughs> reaching depends out? Depends to- where I was working. <laughs> yeah.
1: One, I was getting coffee and was like they're printing Girl, I don't know if we can say bad words. Uh, Yeah, a hundred percent. I was their printing bitch. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And and others, I learned so much things like I still talk to two of my bosses from back then in San Diego, Mm -hmm. and there are still things I learned at that internship that I carry through in my business today. Nice. And so, what are
0: they? Can you share them?
1: Yeah, like different tools that we use, which would probably sound like gibberish to you, but we use something called Scission, which is like a database of media and how to just like organize things. And I think the rest of what I learned was actually working in restaurants. It's like there's great marketing people, but there's not great restaurant people that Mm -hmm. also do marketing. And so like speaking the language of chefs and I think the difference here is like I'm restaurant first and then marketing. Mm-hmm. And I think understanding the challenges that restaurant owners and chefs and staff face is really, really important to be able to tell their story properly or to totally. b- support them properly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did that. I think I bartended till I was like 26. And I was still, you know, working. Yeah, still I would do working that at night, like, Yeah. pays the bills and then, you know, doing this stuff during the day.
0: Did you have like a like a, uh, like a PR mentor? Yeah. Somebody who like, because we were, we were totally. talking before we started about yeah. Andrew Carmelini and yeah. you represent W mm-hmm. Hotel here. Mm-hmm. Andrew has two restaurants in the W. Yeah. He was my mentor. So yeah. we kind of got on that. I was thinking, well, what what did that look like for you? Yeah. So what was um,
1: your... I would say two. Okay. Um, one was the Amy Ogden, who was the publicist that walked in when I was 18 years old, still talk to her weekly. Mm-hmm. And the second was my first boss that hired me at chemistry PR which was a hospitality agency in San Diego and she was the first I would say person that like without a college degree actually gave me a paid shot like hired me onto her team yeah I still talk to them and they were like
0: nurturing of you and like showed you the ropes or or did they kind of like did they throw you in the deep end I think yeah I think opposite I think
1: like they probably quickly realized I learned by doing and so I think less than like nurturing, they were more like, this is how you do it, now go do it. And if yeah. you if you fuck it up, we're gonna tell y- you why. Yeah. And for me that's exactly what I needed. And I doubt that either of them know like how impactful they have been. Mm-hmm. I try to tell them. They're like, Shut up, Hannah. Yeah. But like truly to this day, and that was twelve years, thirteen years ago, I still am so grateful for that time.
0: I don't think mentors like to hear like, you know what I mean? I think yeah. mentorship is like one of those things that I think they, you do it. Cause I, I mentor a bunch of people now. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't for a long time, yeah. but now I have chefs that work under me that I'm like mentoring. And you know, I don't like, to be fluffed
1: yeah, yeah. by my team oh, God. like I do I'm doing so it so awkward
0: yeah I'm just like <laughs> uh, okay whatever I'm sharing with you knowledge so that you can do a yeah. better job and, and see where that lineage goes right for and sure and I think with mentors I think it's a lot about that right it's about carrying on and what happens next mm-hmm. and, and preserving the work that you do or the knowledge that you have yeah right rather than like you know I'm so great
1: or like, mentoring without even I don't think they realized they were mentoring me mm, right like yeah I think for me now people they're just have said to get you that. Proficient. Yeah, they're like. like just be better at your job. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. like you mean everything." But yeah. yeah, I think a lot of times too, like you end up mentoring people that you work with when you see talent and you can recognize hard workers that have like great ethics and and actually want to put their head down and grind and like figure it out. Right. I think I think a good leader sees that and and puts time and energy into them maybe even without being like conscious of that. Yeah. I think I do that with my team today. Like there's people that show up and they get their paycheck and they do their job and there's people that, (laughs) yeah, you know, and like God bless them. (laughs) What can I do? Like those two. Yeah. They have bills. It's fine. But like, and then there's people that ask questions and that are hungry and, and those are people I spend more time with.
0: I think that's true everywhere.
1: Absolutely. Right. In in any industry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it takes both kinds. Right. And I think a good leader can identify that for right? sure it's like you're like okay I definitely don't put as much time and energy into the people that just check in yeah you know like why would you yeah, it's I'm your time like, yeah I've got stuff to do <laughs> my time's valuable like, exactly let's go. exactly um, but the people that do those like and being able to identify them is key
1: yeah yeah for cool. sure
0: so as you were as you were talking about that I was thinking to myself like what is it you're a restaurant kid She so mm-hmm. came up through restaurants you understand the language we'll talk about some of those experiences because you were joking around before we started and i liked
1: it <laughs> i miss them yeah. i'm like like you, if you, you guys are understaffed throw me in like i miss Careful it what you ask hostessing for. <laughs> is the best job everyone should do it why oh my god are you, you get to mind? talk to people <laughs> you get to like there's like a little bit of a tetris game at 7 30 when all your covers are taking long like i loved the like chaos of
0: mm-hmm. it and you like talking to people, obviously. Yeah. Because I don't. <laughs> and you're like, it's no, so much fun. You get to <laughs> talk to them I'm like, PM, oh, 6 p.m. And then I'm
1: like, please don't look at me. <laughs> yeah. Don't speak to me. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I yeah. got to meet people I never would have met. And I think I took advantage of that. Not in like a creepy way. But right. like I met some of the most elite people in, in San Diego where I grew and up. And I, and I made a point to make sure they knew who I was as well. At the time, I was just smart. like seating them at their favorite table. But I remembered what table they wanted. And I knew what wine they liked. And I knew it was their wife's birthday. And that went far to people.
0: Yeah. And you start getting, you get palmed a bunch of money yeah. when Hell you yeah. know people stuff. Little
1: side tips. So,
0: so <laughs> I do not think that hostessing is the best job or the funnest job <laughs> at all. But I will agree that it's it's a super important job. Yeah, and I think it's very underrated. Absolutely. Um, like I mean, we take we take a lot of young um, young people into our kind of hostessing mm-hmm. j- position. Um, most of them are young ladies. Yeah, and we make them into um, matres. Yeah, absolutely. Which is like a glorified host or yeah. hostess. But the. Because of the value of that job, it's the first face that you see when yes. you walk into. It's the first personality. It's the first they dose. They set the tone. They answer the phone. They're the first people that people talk to. And so they represent your brand or yeah. your restaurant or your whatever uh, before you even get a chance to, to connect with the guest. Absolutely. Um, so it's so valuable to have a key player in there. Yeah. It sounds like you were good at it. Thank you. <laughs> and I got to work probably with the best host in the universe at Le Cirque 2000.
1: And you remember
0: that. Sirio oh, Maccioni. <laughs> Do you know?
1: How could you forget? <laughs>
0: yeah. He is the best. He was need the to best. To meet
1: this man. Yeah.
0: So I got to work for Sirio <laughs> as as an um, as an intern at Le Cirque. And I was working. Andrew was a sous chef. That's how I met mm-hmm. him. And Sirio um, was the owner, obviously, yep. of Le Cirque and the maitre d'. He started as a maitre d' in New York. I think, was it in New York? I don't know. You can watch, you can watch his, there's a documentary yeah, about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like amazing. But, um, you know, he was probably in his, in his late 70s, maybe in his mid-70s when I worked for him. And he would come down the line every night. He would come into the kitchen and, and greet the chefs and say hello to everybody. And then he would make his way through the line mm-hmm. and, you know, say hi to all the cooks and peel some stuff off your station. I remember for my state, I was the entremet. I did all the veg. Mm-hmm. It was always the raw artichokes he would grab like these chunks of raw artichokes because we cooked them a la menu. We cooked them to order. Okay. And he would eat the raw artichoke. <laughs> and if everybody's eating a raw artichoke, they're like bitter oh, and yeah. nasty. it's horrible. And he would just crunch on them and be like in his thick Italian accent, just be like, oh, thank you, chef. And then like move on. I was like, I'm not a chef. I was like, I don't know anything. I was like, your chef calls me the dog. Like that was literally Sota Kuhn would yell at me. and say, you are the dog. Oh my God. <laughs> you go back there, dog, in your cage. Like that kind of stuff, I was like, wow, all right. Can't
1: say that now. No.
0: And so I was talking with another chef. I was talking with Brian Baxter about that mm-hmm, yesterday. We were mm-hmm. talking about how things have changed. Yeah. Right? And um, I took so much abuse as a young cook. I'm sorry to laugh at you. <laughs> but, I, but I excelled in that environment.
1: Totally. Like I was
0: totally down with it because I respected the chefs. I loved it. Like they yeah. knew everything. And so I was like, yeah, give it to me. Like mm-hmm. make me angry. I cook mm-hmm. harder that way. Um, and nowadays, like, you know, you get. Yeah, that's yeah, a big note. Yeah, right. the lawyers show up and they're like, hey.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, I would say, shifted how we work on the outside mm-hmm. and, and how inside of restaurants are changing. And I think, of course, a lot of that change is positive. but
0: totally it's totally positive
1: i I miss some of the grit and some of the like not having to be so pc like Mm -hmm. i do i loved it i think those days are over you know it's like (laughs) i don't want to hurt anybody or but i think that joking like you just have to be so cautious now of what you say and and again for the most part that is all like that's how it should be people should be respected but you know i think that joking and that like firing up of people like that's that's sort of gone yeah you know yeah
0: it is I mean it still gets that way a little bit um, <laughs> behind you the just closed have to be doors careful about the words you use exactly you can still exactly get, you can get elevated you can get excited <laughs> make fun of me smarter yeah yeah I just have to pick my words better <laughs> yeah and, and, fair um, enough yeah and, and I was always like I was one of those cooks because that's how I learned mm-hmm. yeah I learned from those guys yeah of course and um So I was somebody who would get elevated and get rowdy in the kitchen and get Mm -hmm, loud. mm -hmm. And I would scream and yell and curse. Yeah. But I was never, like, degrading. You know, like, I never told somebody they were a piece of shit or, you know, you fucking suck or anything like that. It was more like, like... like what the fuck is going on here? Like why can't we get right. our shit together? Yeah. What's like, you know, that kind of thing. For like, sure. Rather than like attacking people. Yeah, of course. And so that, I, I feel like if I had attacked people more, I would probably have, you know, some baggage that <laughs> yeah, I was carrying. Yeah, But I feel, I feel okay about. Kept it to a minimal. Yeah, yeah, I kept that stuff to a minimal. I um, get it. Did you work for chefs like that?
1: Um. Or
0: in restaurants that were elevated like that?
1: i would say yes but never in a back of house position so i think when i was working more closely with the kitchens it was typically well it was typically management or or ownership so i i owned a restaurant in nashville that's what i co-owned it that's what brought me here initially from new york city and so i ended up spending more time in the back Than I actually assumed I would in the front, which Uh is what I loved. Right. But I learned to love that as well. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't like on the line cooking. You don't want me cooking your food, (laughs) I promise. But so, yeah, I would say I've seen it, but it's like I'm grabbing plates and I just hear them yelling that their steak is overcooked. I'm not the one getting, you know, the the brunt of it. (laughs) um, Unless I like massively messed up an order. And at that point, I'm just cussing at myself. So, you know, I beat them to it.
0: What is it like having, so I'm curious about, you're kind of the middleman, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you're representing chefs, restaurants, yeah. um, hotels, and you're representing them to the public. Yeah. And we have all this change happening. Yeah. Right? <laughs> There's a lot of uh, a grit, we'll say, that yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been subjected to some of it ourselves. Yeah. And what is that like for you having to play that middle mm-hmm. and what's your approach to that? Right. Yeah. Obviously if- – you know, we're your clients yeah. or the restaurant chef, people are your clients. But, you know, what we're really out to do, I mean, and I want to preface this by saying that every hospitality business is out there to take care of people.
1: Absolutely. Like, that's the I only think the goal. public forgets that. Sometimes.
0: Yeah. yeah. They're like, Hey, we're not, we're not just here to like get like, nobody's getting rich. Yeah. <laughs> In restaurants, correct, right? Like that's not something that like, let's rest- put that on the record. Yeah, like that's not why you don't open
1: do- a restaurant to make a lot of money. Nope, you're just kind of psychotic. Yeah, yeah. and
0: if you're lucky,
1: yeah, some people you make by. a lot of money. Yeah, of course, so, like some people do. Yeah,
0: but not everybody does. Right, and most people don't. Yeah, they're in it for something else, and it's usually to take care of people. Yeah, so of course. So just remember that when they <laughs> fuck up, <laughs> be kind.
1: Yeah. Um. So, but what's that like? Yeah, for you? it's an interesting. I would say, of course, over the last two to three years has been a huge shift in my business and how we approach our strategies. So to break it down, basically, a publicist is responsible for representing you guys to the public. So we work with media or influencers, any magazines, online stories, TV that you see, typically about a restaurant or a chef or a hotel, someone has put together and that is us. So we communicate with the the writers and the editors, um, mostly positive and sometimes really really tough stuff and Mm -hmm. I think you know we're the people that get calls if one of my bartenders acted inappropriately to a customer or another employee and we are making those suggestions of how to handle that publicly we also run social media for most of our clients and it's been a really interesting change in the sense that like six years ago you went to a restaurant because you wanted the food or you liked the vibe Mm -hmm. that's it you wanted a good meal have fun get drunk now there's been this like pressure i feel like because of social media and because of how we're all getting our content you know and getting our news and our information i recently owned a coffee shop i just sold it at the beginning of the year. And I, it was in East Nashville, which is like a very kind of hip, liberal, like funky part of town, which inside of Tennessee. But I felt so much pressure to post about like political happenings or um, stand up for certain rights for certain people, and that was really tough for me because as a person, not a business owner, I am all about inclusivity and you know vote a certain way, and I'm I'm all about that posting on my personal page. Fine. But in my business, I want people to come because they like what I'm serving and because my staff is kind to you. And I really struggled with, like, damned if I do, damned if I don't. Because if I do post it, I'm going to piss someone else off. And those people, while I might not agree with them, they're allowed to have a different belief system than I do. Mm -hmm. And I still need to pay my baristas. So I still need that customer. And I really, really went through a period where I'm going to post, you know, this on my Instagram because everyone else is doing it. Uh-huh. And I sort of started to like stray away from, I've always been good at like my personal opinions have nothing to do with my business. Right. They have nothing to do with my client's business. What you do outside of nine to five, I don't give a shit who you golf with. I don't care what you're voting. Right. Like be kind to people, be inclusive. That's what hospitality is for. And so I started to opt out of kind of just chiming in to chime in. hmm uh-huh. And then I got shit on for that, too, because yeah. then I'm against it if I'm not posting for it. And I uh-huh. really struggled with that for myself personally. And so I realized, like, we really have to be an advocate for our clients. And you didn't have to talk about politics as a restaurant
0: right. many
1: years ago. And and I've noticed a trend in that. And I think, like, people should always run their business what feels true to them. And the truth always you know, Mm -hmm. reveals itself. And I've had, I've had some clients that go all in and they, (laughs) they post, you know, some crazy shit and, and they, but you have to stick with it. That's fine. Like stick with it, that that's going to become part of your brand. And I have some that they run their business and what's happening outside of those four walls, they don't bring into that conversation. And Mm -hmm. so, and there was a lot of conversations that we had over the last two years of like, well, should I be posting this? Should I not? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, and, and so we're the people, the sounding boards to make those suggestions and that was tough, right? I'm not a politician. I don't know. Right. And, and so we have had to really tread lightly on how we are. I have clients that I completely disagree with on my personal beliefs. Mm -hmm. They don't know that it's not my spot. They don't give a shit. Right. I don't care. And so I think people have, it's been hard for people to separate the two and yes. like, there's not there's, it's not wrong or right either way, but that has been like a holy shit for me. Yeah. You know? I think,
0: I think, f- f- you know, being a chef and now restaurant tour and being a chef before the age of you all know, social media, yeah. like this shit, didn't, like it was New York Times. Yeah. When I, when I was a chef, it was about like, the food. Yeah. It was like, let's do it. Like we got to get a good review in the New York Times. Yeah. Right? Great. Um, James Beard award. Like if you get nominated, that's yes. amazing. Yeah. If you like, if, if food and wine calls, that's you're awesome. In. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we didn't have all this, all this stuff. Yeah. And it just
1: adds a complexity to what you're already trying to do.
0: And it's become, and it's evolving. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we recognize, and I think most most people an in industry recognize the importance of social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially Instagram. I yeah. think for me, Instagram, I, I like Instagram mm-hmm. cause I like pictures Yeah. and I don't have to communicate with people. I don't have to engage. Totally. I can just like, Oh, that's a cool picture. I yeah. don't like it. I cannot. Yeah. doesn't matter. You know, Facebook, I could give two shits about, I yeah. just think people are fucking out there like just <laughs> bitching like a bunch of children on it. Um, Fair. attack me if you want. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> go for fine. it. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. But, but I think, I think, you know, facebook's a different type of, yes. of conversation for sure i think tiktok's great and super fun yeah. and, and can be interesting what do you think about and, and we're cognizant of that yeah right and yeah. i'm cognizant of that yeah. as a chef and my own like kind of personal brand on top of the totally. restaurants
1: totally and you and, guys have from my experience working with you like you've never at least in nashville brought that into the story and for yeah. me that's like so such a relief yeah It's just one less thing like we can focus on all the positive instead of having to spend hours talking about like, where do we personally stand on this? And I just don't necessarily see a fit. It just doesn't need to be. I don't know. I just I struggle with that. a lot.
0: So so there's two sides of it. Right. Like one side is that, you know, as restaurant owners, as restaurateurs and chefs, we have a platform. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do you use that platform for to push your personal beliefs. beliefs, right? Or because the restaurant business is personal. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of people it say, is. you know, business isn't personal, it's business, and yeah. I'm like but the restaurant business and hospitality is it's very, yeah. personal. We're taking care of people. Yeah. And so, you know, is it appropriate to do that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think we typically don't because we want our places to be inclusive yeah. for everybody. Now, if people are fucking assholes, we have no issue throwing Absolutely. them out and going after them. Of course. Like, you know what I mean? Get out of
1: here. And I think yeah. it's like, run your business that way. Right. It doesn't need to be what you're posting about. To right. me, I would hire anyone in any sort of community in my business. It doesn't mean I'm going to post like, you know, looking for this type of employee. I'm not, but yeah. I am a welcoming employer. Right. And I hope that they know that. And I think how I, live my life day to day should show that but I don't want to post that just to be part of a conversation because I totally. feel pressured to yeah 100%. if that makes sense you yeah 100 percent. on my personal page totally different than yeah. my brand house page mm-hmm. and it's just been a weird thing yeah it is
0: I wonder what your view is on this so like <laughs> uh, so my, I, I am almost purely positive yeah. on all of my social media stuff because yeah. the world that we live in is a fucking nightmare yeah it's <laughs> a scary place it's scary out there yeah and and people are weaponizing their social medias or their ghost medias and mm-hmm. all this stuff which i didn't even realize it kind of existed until a little while ago people were like oh yeah it's not even a real person i was like what are you talking about <laughs> what do you mean and they're like oh no no, that's like a that's it's like fake. a ghost it's yeah a they're just yeah. using that to, i was like well, fuck that like that's <laughs> bullshit um, so it's like, you know, so there's all these layers to it mm-hmm. and there's people using it in that way. And I get it. Yeah. Um, because it has attention, people want to use it that way. Right. So, so for me, you know, I just try to be positive because like, Great. I think there's enough negativity. Yeah. Right? Like you, you could turn on the news and watch hours and hours of endless right. shit if that's what you're into and go for it. Yeah. But for me, like, I like feeling good and yeah. not like, not like shit. Yeah. And not hateful and scared and all those other things so so that's kind of my approach exactly what do you see from people obviously you have to pay attention to it you gotta pay attention to your clients yeah social media probably what the trends are and stuff do you see that happening and then is it changing and Mm -hmm. is there something we can do to combat it should we are we just kind of stuck in this yeah I think
1: it's such a complex answer like every brand has a different mission and has different pillars. I have a client here who I adore, but she she posts some crazy. She'll post <laughs> these like horrible reviews on her in, on her business Instagram account, <laughs> and she just like gives it to them. She doesn't care. She's like, "Don't come back here." Then da da And you know what? People are like, "Go girl!" Like yeah. they're supporting <laughs> yeah, her, yeah. and that's now her part of her brand. Okay, like so that she's would scare the, scared the, the shit out of me, but. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, the reviews are ridiculous mm-hmm. and, and they're against a lot of them were, this example was about drag brunch okay, in Nashville. And, okay. you know, she got reviews about like, I'll never come back there because it's against my religion. Okay. And she's like. Okay. Yeah. Don't come back. Why uh-huh. are you posting that? So she'll post it with a don't come back then. Yeah. And it's funny and it's worked to her benefit, but that's a very dangerous thing to do. It is. But, and again, it's like you go all in, you got to choose where you stand. She's not um, wrong. Though. She could have ignored it, you yeah. know? And so, but I'm getting those calls of like, Did you see this post? I'm like, yeah, I saw it. Here we go. You know? Yeah, I'm prepared. And then my team is like standing by their computers ready to we have to engage then with the entire conversation. And so I think for me it's it always comes back to understanding our clients on so many levels. Mm -hmm. And then our job is to support them. Whatever that means. It's not my job to say, Well, I disagree with you. Yeah. uh, because of this. It's will this damage your brand Mm -hmm. or your business? That's all I care about. And that's where we step in and we handle crisis or we support them, back them up. We, you know, I've, I've had, you know, weird stories come up about chefs or people we work with. And then we get the question of like, well, how could you work with them? I'm like, that's one story. Yeah. And I personally have actually let go of clients when, I just disagree on a personal level about how they treat their people and how Uh they run their business. And, you know, I have some like things that I just won't tolerate if you disrespect my staff or your staff in certain ways. And I've had to let go. And that's money that pays my pays my family's bills and pays my employees payroll. And that's a hard thing to do. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And the people that we stick by are people that we know it's like that, that relationship is so important because through some of the turmoil, we can confidently say we represent them and we will continue to do so because we know them as people. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there's just been a lot more of that than, like, I just used to send margarita recipes to magazines and that was really (laughs) nice. Now it's a
0: lot more uh, layered. uh,
1: Exactly, and I don't take that lightly. Like, this is people's livelihoods (laughs) on the line. Like, if you're accusing someone of assault or I had a client that was accused of drugging someone. Like that's not a small thing. No, that's like and a big deal. We get to deal with all of that. Yeah. And so our jobs and our landscape has changed quite a bit because of social media and just because of how quickly people can get information. If that happened, five and I'm glad by the way, most of the time it's someone has done something wrong and they should be held mm-hmm. accountable. Yep. But a few years ago, it would be like, it would take weeks to hit the newsstand we would have meetings. We would be able to meet and it's like, someone tweeted this and now everything has hit the fan.
0: Yeah. Um, it's happening like instantly. It
1: is. And so our job is on call at all hours all the time. Mm-hmm. And that is what like we sign up for. Yeah. Um, I tell people all the time that applied to Brand House. I'm like, I know you think it's really cool and we like get to eat and drink really yeah. fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it is. Yeah. But But your phone needs to be at, like, at all sides. It's really hard to, like, separate that because we do have to be available. Like, we are the first people that get reached out to if some shit hits the fan. Right. And that's, you know, I'm like, whoa, I did not sign up for that. Oh, shit. I've learned how to, I think, deal with it through my career, Mm -hmm. you know, the last 12 years. But, yeah, that has been a massive shift for us.
0: I'm wondering how much... And this may vary, but like, is there, do you have any sort of grasp on like what, when, when you're, when you're dealing with social media and stuff mm-hmm. and there's stories breaking on social media, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's a critic. Everybody's yeah. like, you know, got an agenda or whatever. Yeah. How much of that stuff is like legit issues and things that you have mm-hmm. to crisis manage mm-hmm. and how much of it is just fabricated bullshit that like somebody's on a, on a mission yeah. to like hurt somebody or, or make somebody look bad.
1: I'd say typically they're not huge things. Like what we're seeing is like my food was cold, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, like, yeah. thank God. That's oh, a good yeah. day. I get that. All I can the deal time. with that. And we <laughs> respond right. to those things, but it I would say it's very rare. And again, I think I feel very lucky in my career. Now I get to choose who I work with. Mm-hmm. I don't have to sign someone up if I think they're going to be an asshole or I think they're going to be a shitty client. Yeah. I, that's a luxury, and I realize that, and I've worked really hard to get there. So I feel like we like get rid of those before. But yeah, I'd say if something big does come up in my case, um, there has typically been legs to it, and mm-hmm. it's it's usually about staff. Like you yeah. can't control what's really hard is if you employ somebody, you can't control what they do when they leave your doors. Yep, and that's a very again a really weird gray line of like. I've had to tell some of my employees to please make their pages private because they post certain things that my clients have seen and were offended by. Uh, yeah. I can't actually really tell them what to post on their personal stuff. but right. So there's just so much gray area mm-hmm. now. But in the case that they're like big events, typically it has been an employee. And then we have to work with our client to figure out like what's the best plan of action Mm -hmm. do we address it to the press at all right do we make a statement how do we handle that internally and what is that messaging so we would come up with all of that make suggestions and and hope for the best you know and typically (laughs) (laughs) truly but it's and and typically it's letting go of that employee and that's that's their statement that's enough it's like we don't stand by this behavior right and hope you know move on
0: What's your vetting process for for (laughs) For your clients? Yeah.
1: I can know in like 10 seconds if I like somebody or not. What do you look
0: for? Like when you, when you, and and do you shop clients? Like, are you looking for new clients? Do you, are you like, you know what? I really want to work with a brand like you, or I want to get in with somebody like you, or is it more like you wait for people to come to you? In my head.
1: Yeah. In my head, there's absolutely brands I'd love to work with. Um, My business has really been built on referrals and recommendations. I look for people that are just genuine about what they're doing. Like I, if it's clear to me, someone is just trying to make cash, probably not a right fit for me. Like you don't work in PR to make a lot of money. You or don't? social media, you know, <laughs> I think my first salary job was like $25,000. Yeah, and like, sounds about right. that was good money. I think
0: I was paying myself that when we opened. Five
1: yeah, the you day. know, it like, is. Just like, whatever. like, like what you said <laughs> yeah. with restaurants, like some do really well, and they work to make that and like, great, but I think it's for me now, and it, this sounds so cheesy, but I'm a, I'm a new mom and I feel like it has softened me <laughs> so much. I'm like so nice and patient with my employees now, <laughs> almost too nice. Um, but I just want kind people like yeah. my entire like if you had to ask me what I care about, it's like, don't be shitty to people. I sometimes have to give hard feedback and I sometimes have to have difficult conversations. Like you said, I'm not attacking the person. I might have to have, you know, a certain tone, but it's like, don't be shitty to people. Mm -hmm. It's so simple and it goes so far. That's what I look for. Like, I just want someone that's genuine, excited about what they're doing and respects and values what we do and what we bring to the table.
0: What types of stuff, things Mm -hmm. because i'm with you right yeah and i think like we have like fistry group we have missions Mm -hmm. we are always on a mission yeah and it changes yeah and it it, it changes and it evolved over time yeah you know i think when we started we were just like you know we wanted to promote hospitality in charlotte Mm -hmm. charlotte was was kind of void of any sort of personality like everything was very just like you know and and we thought we had something to say and we we and we were fucking loud about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
1: you weren't quiet. And, yeah.
0: And so, you know, and, and so that was our story then, right? And then now that, you know, we didn't know if that restaurant was going to be around in three years or yeah. not. We, we we believed that it would be. And I think, honestly, that's why we made it. Because, you know, we weren't. You hope we were, it will. Yeah. And so we did. And I, and I think as we kind of evolved as a group, obviously our missions changed. Yeah. Right? What kind of things that people are like what kind of missions that they're on or things they stand by get you excited about the hospitality game
1: I think just a good product and like again just that core like love for taking care of people Mm -hmm. like I I don't go out to eat for the food personally I go out for the experience and for me it's like a refuge like sitting alone at a bar ordering a martini is like my silence, it's my like <laughs> it's unwinding. Uh-huh. And I i don't know. I think there's been a lot of people that that think this is easy and they come up trying to do like very trendy like <laughs> concepts. Mm-hmm. And I think I look for partners that will be with us for years to come. Mm-hmm. I want to grow and I want to be the reason my clients are growing. Yeah, And so those... Sort of concepts are are tough for me because I think they'll be fun for a year. Yep. That's a very easy job. They're
0: called trends for a reason. <laughs> you know, like yeah,
1: opening a restaurant on the PR side, like it's new. Everyone's going to talk about it. Right. What's hard, and I think what speaks to what we do, or if you're a you know a good publicist, is that after the first three months, people are still talking mm-hmm. about you, and that is that's hard. Yeah, that's a lot harder. So I yeah. think brands that have a mission to like be in it for the long haul and that have like growth ideas yeah. or you know want to scale their business because that's what I want to do. Um and so it's just aligning, you know, making sure both companies are in the right direction. Yeah. That's kind of a boring answer, but no, I mean, it makes sense. Like so. I don't want to yeah. do no offense. Like I like going, but I don't want to do like a all pink matcha restaurant that doesn't like get me going at night that's not like turning my
0: wheels (laughs) it's just
1: not and that might be a personal thing but like I get to choose that right and there will be some girls that really like that yeah I like I think it's because of my background and my like true love for hospitality yeah that like that doesn't necessarily get me going
0: right well, then, you know, that's going to offend somebody. But that's all right. Like, it's just the truth. Yeah. And don't be offended. I want to be like a everybody... publicist
1: for 10 years, not right. for eight months.
0: Right. Right. Aww. Until black is the new yeah, pink. Like, and then it's like, well, now you got to change. You got to rewrite Then I'm fired. Yeah, like, because yeah. you can't afford me anymore. Right, so right. for
1: me, I've, I've turned down a lot of projects. Mm-hmm. It's not how I like to do business. And so, and it, it's for that reason. It's like, yeah. I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah. I'm not like a six month person.
0: Right. Cool. Well, I think we should talk about Nashville okay. a little bit. Because yes. this is like hot potatoes. It is
1: hot potatoes. In Nashville. And I want to know your favorite restaurant here. Oh, that's right. You asked Not me yours. But yeah. like where... I know Not when you come restaurant. to town, you try to... I'm sure you try to make time to go out. Like, I, I what do. are you loving here? Yeah.
0: What am I loving here? Well, I mean... You know, I had like I gotta say Andrew's places, right? <laughs> yeah, like, because of course. He's like my mentor. <laughs> They're so. great. So Carne Mare and the Dutch, yeah. obviously, um, are some of my favorites because Andrew's the shit, yeah. And I and I just I love him, and I think he just he does such amazing work, yeah, consistently. And
1: you know what you're getting. We you know go. what you're getting,
0: yeah. and and you know we aspire to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of like what's frustrating for me and and hard for me and what I'm doing is like. It's not easy.
1: Yeah, of course. You
0: know what I mean, and and the fact that they're able to do it in different markets and stuff like that is just fascinating to me, and I'm just I'm still amazed by it. Mm-hmm. So, so definitely those spots. If people have not been, you yeah. have to go. I just went um, for the
1: first time as like a guest because we work to, with the property. Did you go to the
0: Dutch or I did. Um, or both.
1: Which one has the mozzarella stick with caviar? Carnemari. Carne yeah. Oh, yeah, sat at the bar and had that. I was like, yeah, damn. it's like grown up. Mozzarella, mozzarella sticks, sticks. like yeah. I was like of course so why would, Why is no one doing this it yeah. was so good
0: and then that that that, that stupid chocolate cake that, have you had that oh, it's like a 20 I lap. haven't it's ridiculous oh, God. it's amazing I couldn't walk already so it's like, stupid in a good way
1: yeah yeah of course of so course.
0: I saw it on the thing and I was like I'm gonna go get that <laughs> I'm gonna have it so I ordered it Patrick was like I don't want dessert he's like I'll just drink coffee or whatever and I was like I'm ordering this thing and it comes out and it's like it's literally I don't know 10 inches tall and there's like 15 layers yes. of like different cho- I don't even know how they do it it like, sounds amazing yeah, it's pretty awesome all
1: right I'm gonna add that to my list
0: add it to your list try that some
1: champagne and chocolate cake
0: um <laughs> ooh, there you go <laughs> yeah I like it always um so that I would recommend them I'm trying to think of where else So they sent me to Arnold's oh yeah Yesterday,
1: so I have never been. Really, and I've lived here for six years.
0: So I roll So they close at two forty-five. Okay. in the afternoon. I guess they are lunch hour yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was totally unaware that it existed. I was asking people like, "Where are the staple you joints in to Nashville go. To go, "Yeah." And so, and, they, and a couple people mentioned Arnold. So I was like, "All right, I'm going." I literally rolled in there at two thirty, like it was like right before they they close at two forty-five. Like on the dot. Right. And um and it's like a cafeteria. Yeah. Right. They have yeah. their thing set up. It's you like, like you walk through, through. and you, yeah. And so they, they were pretty much out of most everything. Bummer. Um, I ended up getting roast beef, like mac and cheese and collard greens. And the, probably the hot, the food was excellent. Mm-hmm. Like it's good b- baked mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. It was definitely the leave-ins of the roast beef. <laughs> like it was like the end pieces, you know, you but, gotta but go it go back was, in the beginning. Yeah. Of the I got to go back like during service <laughs> and actually get like the legit version. But, um, but it was really well seasoned and super delicious. But the highlight was actually the people. Mm. And um, the lady who was behind the counter, like when I walked up, you know, short hair lady, just kind of like, she was like, what do you have honey or whatever? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, what do you got? She's like, well, we got roast beef and like the grouper. And I was like, all right, well, ro- roast beef.
1: Grouper, I don't
0: know. Yeah, I was like, mm, maybe not the grouper. <laughs> I was like, I'll do the roast beef. And um, she's like. You work in restaurants, don't you? And I was like, uh, Yeah. How did you know? She's like, You seem very assertive. And she was like, and She's talking to me like a damn New Yorker yeah, or something. I was like,
1: You're a oh, assertive, man. Yeah,
0: but she was super friendly.
1: How funny! And she's
0: like, I can't remember what her name was. Damn it, I wish I remembered. But she introduced <laughs> herself, and we, and then like all the other people from the line came over, and they're like, Hey, I'm Zach, and I'm so. <laughs> I was like. You guys are awesome. awesome. Yeah, you guys are great.
1: And that's why they've been, what, a staple for so many years. Yeah,
0: however the long. the people. Yeah, so I would recommend go to okay. Arnold's. when if you you're have...
1: back, let's go together yeah. at at 2.30 p.m.
0: Totally. We'll do an Instagram story. Okay, We'll, I'm in. we'll, we'll like do like a whole minute. thing about it. I'm in. Cool. So those are my spots. How about you? Okay. Um, Don't say my places.
1: Well, I left obviously, <laughs> church and here in Houston, <laughs> yeah. Nashville. Plus, um, we live in East Nashville and... Our, like, go-to if we have a date night is always Folk. Okay. Uh, Same chef as Rolf and Daughters. Okay. And we just sit at the bar and order, like, everything, truly everything on the menu.
0: Why is it your (sighs) go-to?
1: Service. Like, I always know the bartenders are going to, like, pour me some cool funky wine and tell me what to, to order. But the food is so good. Like, he does a bunch of veg dishes that you can share to start and then always has some larger mains, but the pizza is, like, out of this world. Uh-oh. You've never been? I've never been. Okay, I'll, then I'll take you there. So
0: I haven't been actually out, of, and that's why it's so hard to, for me to decide, because, like, when I'm in town, You're working. I'm working, and I'm running around, yeah. and, I'm, and so I don't get a whole lot of time yeah. to go. I'm going to try to make more time. Now that we're open, yeah. and, like, I've got awesome staff mm-hmm. now. Like, my chef here is amazing. He's doing a killer job. Yeah, he is. You know, we're working on Ophelia's, so, like, I'll be busy with that. But I don't have to be in the kitchen like grinding yeah. out. Yeah. Of and course. so I'm gonna make some time. Make you know. an effort. Yeah, I it will, is. for sure. Like so I buy the
1: merch. Like I'm like a total nerd. <laughs> like I have like <laughs> okay. a hat and a bag. Full
0: disclosure, <laughs> I've do never you rep- never do you represent them? No, I don't. Okay. They're not my client. Okay.
1: <laughs> those are one of them like damn, yeah, like, they I don't did. even need PR, yeah. right? It's just yeah. like so good and it's so classic and unassuming and like great service. It's just it's like not too fancy, but you could also, we actually got engaged outside of there, like Aww. in the alley because I would have killed Zach if he did it in the restaurant. I would yeah, have yeah. not said yes, <laughs> um, but it's just like, yeah, you can go with family or just go by yourself. I don't know. There's just something about it, but.
0: What's your favorite thing on the menu there? Like, the, is there something, is there something that you go for, like a signature thing or is it just.
1: I, oh, like no matter what, we always get the sausage pizza that they have. Okay. Like every time. And then the sardines.
0: Oh, interesting. Which
1: I've never had, never really ordered before on a menu, but like a must.
0: Yeah, why? What about the sardines? I
1: don't know. They're like salty and citrusy with like a lemon oil and. That's interesting. I'm obsessed. Yeah, that's interesting because sardines
0: are usually like they're a hate or yeah. love hate thing, yeah. right? People either they grew got up me on to them. love them, oh, and i would awesome. never
1: grown up eating them. Well, they got to be good, then they're good. Yeah. Oh no. That's cool. All. What else? Yeah. What
0: else you got? What other spots? So that's your neighborhood joint. It's your go to spot. That's my go
1: to. Um, Audrey's pretty fun. Is, like, is it a big
0: restaurant or small? It's, it's kind of small. Like a, There's
1: yeah. only like six bar, eight bar seats. It's, I mean, well, it's a decent size. I'd say they fit like a hundred people. Okay.
0: Yeah, so um, we
1: did Audrey recently, which was a really fun experience. How was that? It was really great.
0: So I really, lo- I should have said this too. I love what Sean's doing at yeah. The Continental. Yeah. Oh. Because yeah. that food speaks to me. Yeah. Like raw I t-
1: meat on a plate.
0: Yeah. And, well, <laughs> and it's all like it's hyper classical Yeah. Like, it he is. is. He is doing legit classic French food. Totally. And he's and he's folding in some of his like southern yeah. Yeah. you know. um, Kind of expertise mm-hmm, in there, mm-hmm. but it's but it's straight up traditional mm-hmm. French cooking, and that's what I came up yeah, in. Yeah,
1: that's how you. And he's trained. doing
0: it so well. Like I took my team. I love that. Yeah, I took my team there, and we were. I mean, I was fucking blown away. Yeah, this is so good.
1: I sort. This is kind of like bougie, but um, I was invited as a guest um, by the eater editor, and she had been invited to do their martini and caviar pairing at the mm-hmm. bar. So cool. Yeah. Very bougie, but like very fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Audrey was really cool. It was like everything was just so thoughtful and beautiful. A lot of tasting experiences to me can just feel like they're trying too hard and miss the mark a little bit for me or I leave hungry <laughs> um, and like go to Taco Bell on the way home. <laughs> I've, I've I did the, not I've do had that, a, that here. Yeah, I've so. had this,
0: and I have a serious issue with that when you spend – a, couple a lot hundred of bucks, money. in your life and, like, and now I got to get some like. Now I
1: need a yeah. Taco Supreme, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had a really, really fun night. Actually but that was show- not the case. No, it was not <laughs> the case that Audrey, I actually am an idiot and I don't know how I did this. And I'm like so type A about my calendar, but we showed up on the wrong night for our reservation. That's awesome. Um, which it. I've never in my life done. And I'm yeah. like, damn, I'm a mom now. Yeah. Um, And and that's a
0: hard reservation to get. It's hard. I like
1: waited online to get it. I was so excited. And they were so nice. They like clearly also being kind goes a long way. I wasn't Mm -hmm. like an asshole. It was clearly my fault, not the restaurant's fault. Right. And like you didn't these,
0: accuse them of No, I'm like, not
1: like, damn you. Like, yeah. no, I fucked up my calendar. Yeah. Um, and they were so sweet and still sat us and like made it work. And oh, okay. uh, just the way they handled it and like their service was was awesome. So we did like a fun wine pairing and yeah, they were great.
0: Awesome. So Who'd I, you go with?
1: My fiance.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Cool. What yeah. was the best best thing you ate at the Audrey? The so Audrey's a little more representative, I, I think, I of Sean's food, right? Like what he's known for. Yeah. It's like definitely got it's a, like that. a Southern, he, but like.
1: They're like his roots. Like, yeah. I think it's Appalachian, yeah, they call it. Yep. Appalachia. that. Um, that's a fancy mm-hmm. word. I, I learned that because <laughs> I,
0: I interviewed a chef oh. uh, from North Carolina who oh, is sick. like deep into the Appalachian, Appalachian, whatever. <laughs> Cuisine. We'll and get he, fixed. he corrected me. We'll learn it later. Yeah, I said it like a northern. I was like, <laughs> Appalachia. He's like, nope. No. Do not say that again. I was like, sorry, my bad.
1: Yeah, I mean everything. <laughs> I can't even think of like uh, each individual item right now because it just was like the whole experience is what I recall. Yeah. So yeah, go check it out.
0: Cool. I will for sure. Any dirt? Do yeah. you have any dirt? I don't have dirt. I don't Come speak on. dirt. You don't speak that's dirt? That's why I'm good at my job. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So let's talk about Nashville. So Nashville's <laughs> exploding. Yeah. I mean, that's what kind of drew us here. Totally. Um, you know, we were, we had been looking, Nashville was interesting to us because it's still in our little, our triangle, Region, right? Region, It's yeah. like, you know, we're in a different time zone, but it's still got a Southern sensibility about yeah. it, which, which we really like. It's a medium, large city. Mm-hmm. It's not huge. Yep. It doesn't have the issues of like a Chicago and New York. Yeah. These, you know, those kind of social issues that you deal with yet. Mm-hmm. It's growing. Yeah. But I remember, you know, around the time. So we're celebrating our year anniversary. One year. Yeah. So. Thursday, September 15th. <laughs> Thank you for plugging sure in. I can never will, remember well, the date. Well, this will
1: come out after, but yeah, we have yeah. a big party. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a big party. It's going to be fun. It, it was fun. I'll be yes, <laughs> like, yeah. It was fun. I can guarantee <laughs> you, yeah. it was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I remember, like when we opened, um, coming into the city, you know, every couple weeks to to work on the the project and get open, the amount of cranes and construction oh and yeah. stuff going on. I mean, they're just like
1: and new restaurants.
0: Yeah, there's thousands of them opening.
1: It's it's crazy. I I am excited. Like living here is really exciting and fun. I fear that a lot of people without like hospitality experience saw this as like an an easier secondary market, mm-hmm. and a lot of <laughs> unqualified people are opening cafes or restaurants, and they don't necessarily know how to run them. And I think
0: mm, here's the dirt, you, know, you do like, have some. <laughs> I'm
1: not gonna name names, yeah, yeah, but of like course. I think that but people you're underestimate that. the amount of work it takes, yeah. and like blood and sweat and tears and. Mm-hmm. I think they thought Nashville would be like easy because yeah. it's it's not New York and it's not Chicago and it's not SF like right and I think we're gonna see a big shift in like the next two years of who stays still around and who doesn't mm. um, and so that will be really interesting and and we'll see it's like these trendy places are gonna lose I, and and I don't hope this on anyone like right. I I. Go to places that aren't my clients because i want every i think there's enough for everyone to be successful but i think that people came in like uh, i don't know i just i just don't know if they'll be here in a few years yeah cheaper rent than the other big markets and so we're just going to open it um and i think what will be interesting we don't work with any of the like celebrity broadway bars Mm -hmm. but like Again, coming back to like longevity of brands, mm-hmm. like will those be relevant in five years? I'm just so curious. Like tourism mm. has really driven a lot of Nashville.
0: Your question is, will those Like large... Florida
1: Georgia Line. Mm-hmm. I don't know them. I don't feel yeah. bad using them as an example. I'm sure yeah. they're great people. Are they new? No, but they're not a band anymore. They've uh-huh. broken up, yeah. right? So now we have all these
0: will concepts that are t-
1: like pegged to people. Uh huh. Which is really dangerous, I yeah. think, because mm-hmm. people change or people come and go. Yep. And so now that they've announced that Florida Georgia Line is no longer a band, what happens e, what to happens Florida to Georgia Line that they've mm-hmm. probably spent millions and millions of dollars building I don't That's know a good question that might be a really good opportunity for someone else to come in mm-hmm. but that might be a really tough thing for them well, and that sure. and
0: that and that is what may end up happening with some of these restaurants and yep. stuff too is like you know people will open these trendy things that last a year or two yep. and they're like oh wait and then there's done. second
1: generation spaces available yes. for more seasoned people to, yeah, to operate more
0: restaurant tours will come in and say okay The the space is already built. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's something that we had done. I mean, that's that's partly how we were able to get started Mm -hmm. because we are not uh, wealthy people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like me and my business partners (laughs) are not. We're just regular folks with regular issues and regular money. Um, And so we had to find secondhand spaces that were defunct. And like, you know, I mean, Five Church, when we we started that brand, now Church and Union in Charlotte, was... Like three times closed bars that couldn't stay open. Oh, I mean, wow. it was like a bum depot.
1: Right. Like, oh, that's so it interesting. Was, yeah. It's
0: like like literally, like, literally we, went, we went to go look at the space. Yeah. I think Pat, Alejandro saw the space uh-huh. and was like, hey, Pat, Jamie, you guys got to come into this spot. This is a good spot uptown. We were actually looking in Noda, which is like a funky kind of okay. East Nashville cool. type neighborhood. And Alejandro dragged us up there. We went to look at it, and there were literally bums using the stoop as a bathroom. <laughs> And I was like,
1: yeah, this looks great. I was like,
0: oh, what are you talking about, man? He's like, no, no, we can turn it around. We'll do our thing. We'll make it amazing. And I was Is like, that your Ali
1: voice? Yeah, That's my that's Alejandro. <laughs> <I'm referring laughs> okay, it's cool. not even close. No, but pe- some people it's great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you know, he was convinced that we, we could do something there. I wasn't seeing it at the time, but had it not you know, people thought we were crazy for taking over that lease. They were like, oh,
1: this is like the doomed yeah, spot. That whole yeah, yeah, cursed yeah, of course. Thing. And yeah. we're
0: like, okay, well, we'll show you. Yeah. Like through commitment, hard work, drive, like we will make it successful. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: curious, and, like just sorry to interrupt yeah, no, you, but no, like, no. I'm always curious on your end, like how much value do you place on location? Because, mm. right, like that a was a space that you just were like, no, I don't see the vision yet. You went, move forward and have been doing fabulous. Like obviously neighborhoods are important, but like, I'm just curious in your perspective, like that's obviously not your, like your food and your, you know, experience, but for you, like how much do you value location?
0: I think it's critical. Yeah. I think it's critical because, you know, we now are in the habit of taking over, Spaces that are either we feel are going to be mm-hmm. in a prime mm-hmm. location, or that need to be in a prime location, yeah, right. Like Church and Union here, yeah, um, in Nashville is on Fourth between Church and Union. It's literally it was a Better Business Bureau, I think, some or something. Some weird business, like some crappy not cubicle, a cool restaurant. Not a cool restaurant. Yeah, it was not a restaurant. Yeah. It was like some office space. Right. I think it was a Better Business Bureau, if I remember correctly. <laughs> well, that's good. It, but it's, it, but. Um, they were the, the, all the spaces on the ground floor were available in this high rise and it's across from, you know, every hotel. The Bobby dream hotel, um, Noel, Noel, like it's like this line, <clears throat> excuse me, these line of boutique, really cool brand hotels. Yeah. And there is no great food up there. Totally. There's so that's
1: a, what drew you to this this yeah, space. Yeah.
0: And we, so we saw that and we're like this area. Needs to be popping.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And we are a brand that likes to be in a popping, high energy, volume, yeah, yeah, area. And I'd some would like consider
1: us. that dangerous because there's this weird stigma of like locals not going to downtown. Mm-hmm. But I think people go where the fun is and where yeah, the good food is. Totally. And So I've, I've actually seen with you working with you guys. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to draw those, you know, ho- those hotel visitors. Right. Yeah. Because there's, no, there's no other options. People are coming to Church and Union. Yeah. And coming downtown yes. for you.
0: We're getting a lot of celebrities too, which is great. Yeah. I love that. Not because I love celebrities. Yeah. Because like I th- I love them like I love everybody yeah. else. But it means that the word is getting to them. They've heard about They've you. heard about it. Right. Celebrities, I think, typically want to, like, they don't want to go eat somewhere that sucks. No. Right. Like nobody really does. Yeah. And they've got people feeding them.
1: Yeah, of course. Information, of course. Right, like they, how did they hear about you? Right. So, well, like Bobby Bones came in, and mm-hmm. he's definitely like a local celebrity here. Yep. And he posted, like, without any prompt by by me. Yeah. Which normally that would be us. Yep. And just like how wonderful Church and Union yeah. was, and to us that's such like a fuck yeah moment yeah. because we didn't it means coordinate it's it. It means that he saw it, he heard about it, and yeah. he took the time to, to come make a reservation and eat and then loved it so much right. beyond just having a good meal posted on his feed I believe mm-hmm. like you know in social world like yeah. that's major it's not yep. just a story how much he uh, you know enjoyed church and union yeah and that's like, huge that is such a win and yeah. like that celebrity I love as well it's yeah. not like the the other side of celebrity that can <laughs> <Yeah>. be tough. <laughs> yeah. It can be tough, yeah. right? It's like, I want this table. And right, you know, now celebrity is such well, a weird and, word. Yeah,
0: and the people that I'm talking Influencers, about. Influencers, celebrity. We, we will take the, the hoity-toity, want to be seen celebrities as well. Great. Because people want to see them.
1: Yeah, of course. And that's great Good for, for publicity
0: or whatever. But what I really love to see is the celebrities that are in ball caps, sitting yes. at the bar, yes. by themselves with a newspaper, Just having them. a meal. I'm like... Fuck yeah. Yeah. We got you. That's a win. Right? Yeah. Because we're not in the business of being like posting on, hey, look who's at our bar. No. Come, like, like no. whatever. We don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, but to me, that is validating, right? Is that they're coming here on their own accord. They're mm-hmm. not here to be seen. They're here to have a good meal. Yeah. And this is And people
1: spot. do see them and people tell their friends. Right. And like that word of mouth goes, as a publicist, I never recommend that we like do a sighting where like right. this celebrity was here. Unless it's, like, a very nightclub brand. Like, I don't think that is wise. You want to be typically a space that, like, is safe for them to mm-hmm. frequent. And you want to let other people do that job yeah. for you.
0: I totally believe that. I mean, that's how we are in Charlotte. We yeah. get a lot. I think that's where a lot of our kind of celebrity, mm-hmm,
1: like, mm-hmm. knowledge
0: came from. Because we get Didn't tons. you have
1: Beyonce in?
0: Uh, I don't know about or, that. You'd have to ask Rian- Alejandra. What,
1: Who, Rian- Who was it? No, that was, oh, a, that was a was a That was a prank. That
0: was a prank. Yes, and so so. <laughs> okay, so, cut so, that out. But no, 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 no. We won't cut that. it out. I'm going to tell you it. Who did do
1: that too I'm yeah.
0: going to tell the story because it's beautiful. To
1: Abby? Yeah. Oh, 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 me. So, so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I saw it. Okay, and thought that we all
0: saw it. Now, here's the thing: Madison White,
1: Beyonce, our, please come in. Yeah,
0: our, please, Beyonce. We'd love to have you. <laughs> I'll buy your but, dinner. But um, but but Madison White and the team got together. Were you in on that? I am. Okay, so Julie <laughs> Julie was in on that. So they, they pranked our managers saying, Hey, we just got this call. Beyonce's coming. It's like super VIP, like all this stuff, like at the last minute, right? Like she'll be here 20 now. minutes. We got to like get. And the team flipped the fuck out because something like that would happen. Of course. Right? Like that could happen. In and like her
1: restaurant. one day off probably too. Yeah, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, she's not there. Yeah, it's yeah like, of course. She's like, fuck, I got to yeah. figure this all out and the then queen. it turned
0: out it was just a it was a prank
1: oh that's okay yeah. well you got me yeah, I yeah. think I did know that but I actually just in my mind was like yeah she went there
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: maybe <laughs> but, now she will
0: but we do but we do get a ton of celebrities like a lot of um, sports yeah. celebrities and yeah. stuff like that and and they and they want to enjoy it but they don't want like some Michael Jordan will come in in Charlotte and he'll sit in the middle of the bar mm. right with mm-hmm. his like team and stuff yeah. and, and he, he doesn't mind um, being noticed yeah you know I don't think he probably likes to be accosted, and people like, right? But but I think he likes to be seen. Other celebrities will like sit upstairs mm-hmm. in a in a in a random spot, and we're totally cool about like keeping people. Away. Yeah, like I'm like, yeah. don't bother them. Like they're here for the experience too. Yeah, of course. And they're entitled to that. Yeah, right. Um, I think that's important.
1: Yeah, I do too. It's just so, like a safe place for anybody yeah. to come enjoy. So
0: go downtown in Nashville. It's the hot spot. Yeah. Right? Celebrity well, sightings. It's, it's blowing It's blowing up. <laughs> or
1: me having yeah. one too many ghost <laughs> yeah. cocktails. Yeah, if
0: you see the long-haired blonde <laughs> talking, to her, ta- ta- no. talking to her, her story at the end of the bar, three deep in martinis. Oh my gosh, that's, that's me. That's Hannah. <laughs> what other areas, let's talk about areas, do you feel like... How, what, do you, what do you sense is going on in in, in Nashville in Nashville yeah. like neighborhood like from a restaurant hospitality
1: I mean I I don't think this will like be disruptive but I think Wedgwood Houston is like East had its moment um I think like everyone is coming to Wedgwood Houston like uh, uh, Keith McNally is opening there Soho Sweet. house just opened. What's he, what's he opening he's doing um pasties. Oh, oh f- yeah. Sweet. So that will be cool. And like quite a game changer for Nashville. Uh-huh. That's especially,
0: especially if they do it as well as they did it in New York. Yeah. Because Which
1: that will be interesting, right? Yeah. Like there's something about these larger markets. And I moved from New York of they weren't trying to be Instagrammy and trendy. Mm-hmm. It just has this like special, unique vibe that mm-hmm. was created on its own. And I think. Yep replicating that is very hard in a different market. Yes, it is. Like, so I hope I, I, am really excited. Um, but a lot of really great restaurants and like cool concepts are opening up over there. It's where bastion is
0: cool, which I have not been to yet. I need to go really good. Yeah.
1: Um, they have like the bar area with like their epic nachos and then they have the tasting experience in the back. So both are worth doing. I did both in one night. <laughs> Do you <Thank> recommend you. <laughs> nachos for dessert? <laughs> yeah, um, Yeah, it was actually super fun. But yeah, I think that's a neighborhood. It's um, tough. I think it needs to be like a very destination driven. There's not as much volume. Of, like, people living there yet.
0: Mm-hmm. It is coming. It's coming. It's they're, coming. They're some you have to be
1: able to survive, like, the first two to three years, and yeah. then I think it'll be well worth it. Yeah. Um, but there's some great developers doing some really cool projects out there that I think will be exciting.
0: There's a lot of apartments and residential coming downtown. Everywhere. Like,
1: it's, I think when we first started crazy. looking at our
0: spot, there was not. Like, there was some. Mm-hmm, like, there's a couple. Mm-hmm. The Gulch obviously had yeah. its thing going, like, yeah. going on over there. But um, there's a ton of... I don't... Was 505 built? I don't think it was done yet when we started.
1: I think it has been there for a bit. But they were, like, the one luxury yeah.
0: building at the time. So there's a lot of hap- yeah. Like, there's yeah. a lot of people, like,
1: And you're in the heart of all of it. it.
0: It's super exciting to see.
1: It's like bringing downtown... I don't know. I feel like downtowns in general lost so much of like the fun over the last two years. Like obviously COVID killed them more than anywhere. And I feel like Nashville specifically, at least the downtown is like getting that vibrant energy back and people are excited to go out and spend money and support businesses. And Nashville's unique in that our downtown is Actually, a lot of local businesses, which I find very mm-hmm. rare. Mostly yep. downtowns are, you know, covered Chain-y. with like corporate chain restaurants. And we have a few, but I think that's also something that is cool and unique yeah. here.
0: I didn't realize that until you said it, but yeah. that is true. Like, a, it's Bobby mostly... Hotel
1: is local. Mm-hmm. Noel, local. Um, Dream Hotel, while it's managed by a, a you know larger company, is all local owners, actually. Oh, that's cool. So there's just a lot of that that yeah. I think like that community sense of downtown. <laughs> we Whoa. are moving a lot enough. Whoa. Dun, dun, What's dun. Happening here? Yeah, like, the lights just went <laughs> off. It's creepy. It's probably because we're so still. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. um, but yeah, so yeah, our downtown in Nashville is like hyper local. And I think that's exciting to people.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're just over an hour. I'm gonna let you go. Cause I know cool. you're busy. No worries. But one last question I have yeah. for you. Is there a concept, a brand a cuisine, a whatever mm-hmm. that you feel is missing, that you would love to see here. That you're like, God, when are you going to come here? Or I wish there was a better. Oh, is there something out there that you're like that you that you would? Wish so to see?
1: I grew up in San Diego, mm-hmm. like 15 minutes from Mexico.
0: Okay. Ooh.
1: I, I really like want like at. real Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the guys in the kitchens I worked with were like making us tacos and burritos every day and yes i cook tacos at home probably at least two or three times a week yes we have mas tacos which is really good on the east side like very divey, cash only like mm-hmm. great but i really want like authentic mexican mm-hmm. like drive through dirty yeah. greasy burritos gotcha not like tex-mex
0: yeah mexican no i got you I'm that's feeling, not, like,
1: fancy or cool, I don't think, to anyone but me. But, like, that's my um, dream. Like, a drive through taco shop for your hangovers. <laughs> like, that's what you do in San Diego. You drive through, you get your burrito, you, like, spill your hot sauce in the car, and you eat it on the way. We don't have that.
0: Are you familiar with Gorilla Tacos <laughs> I've heard LA? of it.
1: Yeah, I've never been.
0: All right. So, I got introduced to that on, um, so, Top Chef All-Stars. Yeah. When I was in L.A., one of our challenges was to, uh, it was a Jonathan Goldman okay. episode, right? Okay. So he was the food writer there. Yes. And, um, and it was like a tribute to him and all of his favorite spots. And so we, the chefs, had to go around to these different spots. And I was at Gorilla Taco. Mm-hmm. And he does. Oh, that was,
1: you were like assigned. This.
0: Yeah, we, yeah, we, we were kind of like we were broken up into teams as cool. part of the challenge. We had to go like represent okay. like one of these cuisines or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember the details, but yeah. it was something like that. <laughs> and so Gorilla Taco was the one I went to. And. The chef there, he's awesome. He um, he started with a taco cart. Mm -hmm. Um, He he is, he's he's a Mexican guy. He ended up going to work for Alain Ducasse. Okay, and like Alain Ducasse is like probably the greatest chef living in the world <laughs> in the universe probably wow yeah he's pretty amazing <laughs> That's a he's good got more michelin stars than anybody yeah. else yeah, yeah, he's yeah. all he's like you know he's
1: and how did he he like stash for well, like I how think, did he get there? i think
0: he was passionate about food i think he staged. i don't know the details okay. but anyways cool. look up everybody amazing. look up gorilla taco yeah. le- get the story
1: yeah
0: and um but it was fascinating so anyways he moves back to he's in this like hyper you know f- three michelin star yeah. environment Goes back to L.A., kind of where his roots are, and decides, he's like, fuck that. Like, this is bullshit. Like, you know, fine dining is bullshit. <laughs> and starts a taco cart. <laughs> and he's do, and he's applying all this, like, food theory yeah. to his tacos.
1: Knowledge, right.
0: And so now he's got a brick and mortar. I think he's mm, got a couple of okay, them around. on my list. And, Next Yeah, time. yeah, when you're there, you got to check it out. Damn, I was
1: just in L.A., too. But. but he does,
0: like, really cool shit, right? So it's rooted his roots are Mexican. Yeah. And he's doing tacos. It's a taco shop. There's straight just up. No there's nothing food. else. But he's doing shit like like um Hamachi crudo
1: mm, taco yeah.
0: tostadas yeah. and stuff like like really inventive I cool love that. shit. Would that satisfy that
1: that could. That could, could, maybe. If there's like a little grit to if it, as
0: long as they had like a if they had I mean like
1: thing going on. Exactly.
0: Gotcha.
1: Um cool. Uh, because I
0: think you're right. The good Mexican food. So I noticed this yesterday. I, I came into town. I'm hanging at the restaurant. We have a taco press in the kitchen. And I was like, what, what? what are we doing? And then and the chef goes, oh, no, that's for family meal. We
1: just make them. I was like,
0: yeah, we just do. So we do all of our like. Call me. Yeah, I'll let you know we're doing <laughs> I'll
1: come for taco night for family
0: meal. So we're. I told him, I was like, well, that's funny. I was like, why aren't we doing a Tostado on the menu? Like, let's do one. Yes. And they were like, oh, I didn't think to do one. I was like, well, we should. We have the press. Let's do it. Let's do a dope one. Right? Done. And then, I'm so, in it. I'll let you know when we get oh, that together.
1: Like a Crunch Supreme but yeah. Elevated. Yes. I will say Red Headed Stranger. Um, yep. Chef Brian over there does like a very, fan- like, not fancy, but like delicious Crunch yeah. And that is fire. I think it's a special. But I did have to say my brother and sister-in-law are like huge. I guess they watched your season. Sweet. And they like totally geeked out when they knew we were working with you. So I'm just saying hi from them. They're big fans. Uh, Who are they? Uh, Dan and Rochelle.
0: Hey Dan and Rochelle. Listen to the this <laughs> They were re-
1: like, No way. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: oh, that's so cool. Um, Are they here?
1: No, they're in SF, but All right. yeah. So well, and will you be on doing any T V or anything like
0: uh, <laughs> cool coming up? I don't nothing on the table right okay. now. i have okay. actually I have some projects. Cool. I will talk to you about them. Awesome. Off,
1: off, off the air. record. Yeah,
0: I have some I have some like really interesting, cool projects that I've been cooking around for a while. Awesome. That I'm inspired to get started. Nice. In, that are cool. outside of outside of the restaurant, but still totally food and yeah. like related. Um, and just to kind of help Exciting. yeah, keep things moving and yeah. keep it interesting, yeah. and positive, and and fun and yeah. all that. So
1: cool. Well thanks for having me. Thanks I just, for doing I it. Love it was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you.
0: All right.